Hey, welcome to this edition of the Berean Post. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, aspect of prophecy, um, specifically the Bible's take on the Antichrist and separating fact from fiction. I recently watched a video where a man claimed to have spent several years investigating the identity of the Antichrist. And it, it probably won't come as a surprise to you, but his conclusion was that Prince Charles is the Antichrist. Of course, people attempting to identify the Antichrist is not a new phenomenon, as there have been several candidates since the time of Christ who have been purported to be the Antichrist. Nero, Pope Gregory VII, Pope Innocent VIII, the Emperor Frederick II, Pope Boniface VIII, VIII, rather, Martin Luther, not, not to be confused with Martin Luther King, Martin Luther the 16th uh, century German uh, theologian and Protestant reformer. He was considered to be the Antichrist. Napoleon Bonaparte, jo- Joseph Stalin, uh, Gorbachev, Adolf Hitler, Hen- Henry Kissinger have been a few of the people that have been purported to be um, the Antichrist. And now, of course, we have new candidates like Bill Gates, the internet, uh, barcodes, and all kinds of things. But here's an interesting question. If I were to give a poll asking people which book speaks the most about the Antichrist, I'm sure the book of Revelation is to be a top contender, followed by the book of Daniel as a possible second choice. However, it might come as a surprise to the reader that neither of these books actually mentions or uses the term Antichrist. So... Where does the concept of an end-time figure who is the archenemy of God and all that is good originate from? We're going to get into that, but first let's discover what the Bible actually says about the Antichrist. According to the New Testament, the Antichrist is not limited to one person or political leader, but can refer to any individual or entity that opposes Christ and his teachings. The term Antichrist appears in four places in the New Testament, all in the letters of the Apostle John. Let's explore the verses in the Bible that mention the Antichrist and learn more about this figure or figures. In 1 John 2, verse 18, John writes that the Antichrist is coming and now, and even now, he says, many Antichrists have come. This is seen as an indication that the end times are near. But an interesting thing to note is that from John's perspective, he lived in the end times. Of course, that begs the question of the end times of what, which we cannot possibly get into with any detail in this post. But in 1 John 2.22, John identifies those who deny that Jesus is the Christ as the Antichrist. He also does the same thing in 1 John 4, 3, where he states that every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist that has already entered the world. Based on this text, from John's perspective at the time of writing, many Antichrists were already present in the world. This contradicts the idea of a singular person being the Antichrist rising at the end of time but instead the term encompasses anyone who does not acknowledge that Jesus uh, as the Christ or the anointed one, the Messiah. 
Now in John chapter 2, 1, 7, John warns against deceivers who did, do not acknowledge that Jesus uh, acknowledge Jesus Christ coming in the flesh and identify such people as deceivers and the Antichrist. So based on the scripture alone, we can learn that this likely refers to Gnostic teaching, which claimed that Jesus was a spirit or an apparition and did not possess a physical body. This refers to a group of people who had adhered to a popular philosophy regarding the nature of reality and not a group of political leaders with the aim of taking over the world and receiving the worship. In short, the Bible makes four statements about the Antichrist, and these provide a comprehensive uh, provide for us our, our, a comprehensive understanding of what we can know about the Antichrist. And they're in the plural. The first thing is Antichrists are coming, and many Antichrists have already come, indicating that the end time was near, even in John's day. Number two, those who deny that Jesus is the Christ are the Antichrist. Number three, every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. Rather, every spirit, that's stated double negative here, every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is from God, that is the spirit of Antichrist. Deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus as coming in the flesh, this is the fourth one, are also identified as deceivers and the Antichrist. So where does the notion that the Antichrist will be an end-time political leader come from? Well, the, the notion that the, that the Antichrist will be an end-time political leader primarily comes from interpretations of the book of Revelation, specifically chapter 13. This chapter describes a beast rising up out of the sea uh, with ten horns and seven heads, which some believe represents a future world leader who will wield great um, power and authority. In addition, certain verses in the book of Daniel are used to support this notion. For instance, in Daniel chapter 7 verse 8, it describes a little horn rising uh, from among ten horns and uprooting three of them, which some believers refers to the Antichrist and the end time rising to the power and defeating his rivals. However, it's essential to note that this interpretation is not universally accepted and is sub, sub, uh, subject to various interpretations among the uh, Christian traditions. Now, it's important to note that the idea of the Antichrist as an end-time political leader is not directly supported by Scripture. While some interpretations, as I just mentioned, of the book of Revelation and certain passages in Daniel have been used to support this view, it's purely conjecture. There's no direct link between the beasts mentioned in these texts and what John defines as the Antichrist in, in his letters. The Antichrist is defined, as I said, anyone who denies that Jesus is Christ or opposes his teaching rather than a, a specific political future world leader. Now, in prophetic literature, the word beast symbolizes a government or a kingdom rather than an individual person. This is particularly evident in the book of Daniel where various beasts 
symbolized different empires and kingdoms throughout history. For example, in Daniel 7, a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a leopard, and a fourth beast with ten horns are all used to symbolize different kingdoms or empires. In the book of Revelation, the use of beast, the, the use of beast symbolizes governments or kingdoms is also commonly seen. Although horns on prophetic beasts can refer to individuals, the beasts generally represent a kingdom or a government power. A prime example is in Revelation 13, where a beast with ten horns and seven head heads rises from the sea. This is commonly understood to represent the Roman Empire. Similarly, in Revelation 17, a woman riding a scarlet beast with seven heads and ten horns, some claim represents a future empire that will persecute God's people. Thus, beasts are used as a symbol of kingdoms or governments. That is true, and it's also a theme that we can see um, throughout the prophetic literature. Okay, I'm going to try to wrap this up here, but there's no text in the Bible that explicitly states that the Antichrist will be a singular political leader who will rise in the end times. This this belief is largely, largely based, as I said, on various interpretations of Old and New Testament texts, such as the uh, book of Revelation and specific passages in Daniel. But as I said, many scholars and theologians argue that these interpretations are open to different understandings, and there's no explicit scriptural basis for the belief that the Antichrist will be a singular political leader. The notion of the Antichrist being an end-time political leader has gained popularity through various books, such as The Late Great Planet Earth or The Left Behind series. However, it's important to note that there's a in the in this in these books, there's a a, con, a conflation between um, the Antichrist and the concept of the beast. While many Christian believers support this view, good Christian believers support this view, it's, uh, it's crucial to acknowledge that there really is no clear biblical connection between the two. So it's essential to approach this topic with some humility and openness to different interpretations, recognizing that no one has uh, and no one understands prophetic literature perfectly. Hey, listen, I'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives on this topic. P- please feel free to comment on this post or email your comments or questions to bereanspost at gmail.com.